Well, welcome back to season one, episode eight of Talking to Humans. My name is Mo Manch. I am your host. And today I am joined by a couple really amazing guests slash humans, uh, Mark Anders and Vicki Diemer. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello, fellow humans. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I, how was is, how is your day today? It's been good. I got a nap. Girl. Awesome. I'm jealous. Yeah. I'm so jealous of you. I did not get a nap, but I did get nine hours of sleep last night. Um, so there's that. Were you groggy? No, we came back from vacation yesterday and uh, uh, got the kids in bed. And then I think I slept from about 1130 to 730. Uh, no, that's eight or nine hours. I can't count. Good. But I can't even keep track of how many kids I have. So <laughs> so you're ready for this podcast Got today. It. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, a little bit about myself before we get started. Um, I, I'm a mentor here at Redemption. Um, I do eighth grade girls. Ooh, um, they're a fine, fine bunch. And um, I serve on the worship team. Um, I've seen you up there. Oh, you have? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. It's, it's a fun group of people. Awesome. So yeah. when you're not when you're not mentoring and uh, and you're not singing on stage, uh, what do you do with the rest of your all that free time that you have? That's a great great <laughs> question. Yeah, um, I am a mother of two um, under four and a wife of one man. So <laughs> I appreciate that clarification. Yeah, yeah. I thought I would need to. You never know. Um, and my husband and I, uh, we serve with a ministry called Frontiers, which is a global church planting ministry based out of Tempe. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Well, um, let's dive in. Uh, this season, we are focusing on discouraging encouragement. Yeah. Um, and we've defined that to be phrases, sayings, um, even Bible verses that people say in attempts to encourage um, and uplift, but can at times cause more harm than healing. Mm. So let's talk about a phrase that um, I know most of us have had some personal experience with. Either we've said it to someone or we've been on the receiving end in a time of trial or hardship. Um, And that is, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Mm. Um, Have you guys heard this phrase before? I have. I might have even said something like that or that itself. I know I have. Yeah. 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 I've, I've heard this phrase a lot. Usually people in the counseling room uh, Are you but, saying I've said it to you? Uh, not <laughs> or, that I can recall. You and I would have a private side conversation if you'd ever said this to me. But uh, yeah. no, I, 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 I've usually heard this phrase in the counseling room from somebody who's just feels like they're drowning yeah. in life's circumstances, whether it's, you know, lots of little kids, you know, parenting, difficulty at work, death in the family. And it's usually somebody will say, I know that God won't give me more than I can handle, mm-hmm. but... So there it feels saying, like I can't handle this. And yeah. there's like confusion there. They're like saying it to themselves. Yeah. Like it's mm. not even somebody saying it to them or them saying, but like yeah. people are saying it to themselves. Totally. Did you have like a, a story or an example that yes. you were thinking about? Yes. Um, thinking about this phrase, I can relate to even what you guys just said, the putting it upon yourself, kind of what hearing that and thinking about that does. I heard this um, spoken over me um, so many times five years ago when my father had... Um, a series of really serious strokes. Um, they left him paralyzed on one side. Um, and this happened three months before my wedding, um, which was out of state. Um, so it was kind of a heavy time of grief and craziness. And, um, yeah, honestly, that time was filled with many moments that I felt 
completely unprepared for and unable to handle. And um, yet the the resounding voice um, of people coming in, a constant stream of people bouncing in and out of the situation, telling me like, this isn't too much for you to handle. You, you're strong, like just keep praying, things like mm-hmm. that. And even like really putting the focus back on God won't give you more than you can handle in this time. And honestly, this was supposed to be the happiest time in my mm. life. And the moments um, of wedding preparation were replaced with hospital rooms and like uncertainty that my dad was even going to be at my wedding or make it. And so I just, I just remember thinking that phrase, like, if this is not t- like too much for me to handle, then why can't I handle it? Mm. Right. And so like, I felt frustrated and inadequate. Um, and, and I know that it was meant to encourage me in this hard time, but it often served more like a taunt than a comfort, honestly. Mm. And it caused me to feel discouraged. Um, like I'm not measuring up. And so I would love to unpack this with you both and possibly, I mean, maybe even redeem slash reclaim what this phrase is meant to, yeah. to do. So yeah. what do you guys like? Let's hear some ideas, like bounce some things back. I'm actually curious, Mike, where you think this phrase comes from or came from, or how did it come into to being? How did people come to this conclusion? Well, I mean, I, this is mostly just speculation. Um, not having interviewed everybody that's ever said the phrase. I've done any kind of scientific research into it, but yeah. the first thing that comes to mind is Paul writes this in, in 1 Corinthians 10. I think this is primarily where this idea comes from. And in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13, uh, he says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. Mm. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. And I think that the middle part of, of God will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. Uh, my hunch is that most of the time that's kind of what people have in mind. It's just kind of hearkening back to this verse when they say, God won't give you more than you can handle. Mm-hmm. He won't let you be tempted beyond your ability. So I think that's probably that's probably the root of where this pass or where this statement comes from is in connection to this passage. I do think it's interesting, and I'd love to maybe Vicky hear from you some of the distinctions between the two sides of this. But it is interesting that this verse is talking about what God won't let you be tempted beyond your ability is with temptation, yeah. not not suffering, not being yeah. overwhelmed by life circumstances. So maybe kind of if you can kind of parse those two a bit. I actually think of Job. Oh yeah. Right. Just loss after loss. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and I think how do we even parse out what is the threshold of what, what we can handle or not? And, and should I be able to handle this? Like we, we can kind of, whether or not I, I can or can't, I'm, I'm in pain. I'm suffering. I'm wondering where God is, what he's doing, why this is happening. Will I get through it? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and kind of what I heard from you, Mo, was, I should be able to handle it. Am right. I, there, there's something wrong with me mm-hmm. when it's really a lot of circumstantial suffering, mm-hmm. just the experience of a fallen, fallen world. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I think the, when, when we, t- when we use this phrase, God won't give you more than you can handle that naturally, like, like you said, that naturally puts the, the emphasis back on me that therefore if I'm not handling it, it's because I'm not trusting God or I'm not content enough, or I'm not grateful enough, um, or I have some kind of sinful, you know, thought process that functionally something is wrong with me if I can't handle it. Uh, but this, this verse in Corinthians says nothing about suffering. Yeah. This is purely about temptation, temptation. and then the mm-hmm. ability 
to, to handle and respond to temptation is dependent upon our obedience to take the way out that God has provided through dependence on the spirit, through pursuing holiness, you know, putting to, putting to death the flesh. Uh, and so that, that is a correct handling of this passage here, but it is, it, it creates a lot of pain. Then when you take this passage, which is particularly talking about sin and temptation to right. sin, and then, uh, imposing it upon a completely different set of circumstances that, that Paul isn't speaking to mm-hmm. Paul himself in multiple places in second Corinthians and in Philippians goes through a whole laundry list of things that he wasn't strong yeah. enough to handle that, right. that he was completely and wholly dependent on God for the shipwrecks and the being thrown in prison, yeah. all these sorts of things. And and so I, I do want to, I want to affirm the kind of the source of that thought process, but also go like, that's actually not true right? to, to apply to somebody in suffering. Like God won't give you more. Like that's not true. Get, part of why God allows difficulty in our lives is directly to point the fact that we can't handle it, yes, that we yeah. need him, mm-hmm. that we need oh to gosh, increase yeah. independence on him. Yeah. Right. yeah. Wow. I even think about like, um, Jesus, um, crying out in the garden, like he was overwhelmed, yeah. you know, like he goes, Lord, like to the point of death, like in Matthew, you know, he goes, father, this is too much for me, you know? And, it, and even like in the Psalms, I feel like we see, Lots of people saying the weight of this Lord is too much, like a lot mm-hmm. of crying out. And so, yeah, I guess, I guess I especially feel like that disconnect um, of like the well-meaning of trying to encourage like God is with you, but also I feel like that's not exactly what I needed to hear, you know, like pointing it back to me to be able to do it. It needed to be pointed back to the greater source, just like you were saying, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I'm when, it, when you said that, I just thought about how um, Paul, when he's talking about the, the thorns, um, and he asked them to be, to be removed three times, um, but lands at, your grace is sufficient. Um, but that doesn't mean that that's not painful. It doesn't mean that it's not hard. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think just like what you were saying, Mark, it, it, our need. I need you, Jesus. I need you, God. I need you to sustain. I need you to help. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. So one of the one of the things I'm curious about, Mo, in is you think back to the situations, you know, particularly around that time leading up to your wedding, where you people kind of reiterating this kind of phrase. Um, obviously, it wasn't you. You're acknowledging, hey, it was meant to be encouraging, but you said there were even times where it felt more like a taunt. Mm-hmm. As you think back to that, what what actually would have been encouraging? What yeah. what would you have experienced from people that that would have actually had the desired effect of you know, not even you can do this, but Hey, like you know, we're with you. God is with like, what, what would have been helpful? Yeah. Um, I've thought about that honestly a lot because it was, it was a really rough season of like being so frustrated with myself and others because what they were saying was just not helping. Mm-hmm. And, um, what I thought about was, um, I had trouble in those moments feeling God beside me. Um, but what I needed was someone to demonstrate what it was like for God to be with me Mm. Um, because it was too much for me to handle on my own. And I was aware that I needed someone to come help me carry the weight of that situation. So I needed someone to come and handle it with me and, and, and show me what it's like to have God with me in it and to help me handle it, you know? And so to demonstrate it, um, honestly, to like come and like bring me a coffee, Mm. you know, or just like, not even speak into the situation yeah. at all, you know, and maybe even just watch a 
TV show, you know, like, uh, like even just, just to be with someone in that moment, I think is what I really needed. That, that, that tangible, I am with you. We don't even yeah. have to talk, but here's, here's coffee. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'll weep with you. Yeah. If you want to talk about it, um, I'd love to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting that you, you bring up, like you mentioned before Jesus in the garden crying out, you know, God, this is too much. Even thinking before that moment, what was it that he had asked, that he had asked of, you know, his three favorite disciples, if you will, like, Hey, come with yeah. me, just so be true. with me, stay awake with me, pray with me. He wasn't saying, let's have a conversation. <laughs> he wasn't saying, guys, counsel me through this. Cause this is going to be really tough, oh. but he's going to just, Hey guys, will you be with me? And then Jesus's isolation and anxiety and overwhelmed sense in that moment is amplified by the fact that three people that he was longing to have community with in that moment lacked and that they, they, they fell asleep yeah. and weren't there with him. And he, he goes back and tries to invite them into it again. And so even to hear you say, Hey, have somebody be there with me, watch a yeah. TV show with me, not provide an answer, like cry, give words to my experience, mm-hmm. anything other than like saying something oh and gosh, like, yeah. here, let me impart this wisdom to you and I'll walk away. But that's, mm-hmm. that's the very thing that Jesus asked for from those three disciples. Uh, and so I, that, that's not, that's not super profound, mm-hmm. but there's <laughs> yeah. something in us that goes, yeah. well, if, if something's difficult, I have to speak into it. I have to help. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the thing that helps is just being there. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So true. Um, so uh, yeah, I guess I was just going to ask, like thinking about another thing that we could say, like, how do, how do we redeem and reclaim this phrase? Um, and like love others well in hard times. And like, what could we say instead um, of God won't give you more than you can handle. Like, do you guys have any thoughts on that? I think validating that it is hard. This, this is a lot. Yeah. You know, being, yeah. Being like, even just hearing you say that when I'm thinking of the situation makes me breathe easier. Yeah. Seriously. Just the validating it's, it, it is a lot and there's loss and you get to feel and experience the sadness from, from the loss and the I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if he's going to be able to come to my wedding. It's, and, and even the loss of just the preparation and excitement of the wedding was kind of, um, there's a, a shadow over mm-hmm. it from what was going on with your dad. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so instead of going into this judgment of like, are you handling what, what is being given? Just, this is painful. Yeah. 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 I'd say that. And then also like there you are handling it. Yeah, that's right. right? Like, like, no matter what you're handling, you can be handling it poorly. You can handling it, mm-hmm. be handling it super wow. well. Yeah. But, but even looking for and validating, like in the midst of the hurt, in the midst of the overwhelming nature of what's going on, wait, how are you handling it? How are you responding it? And being able to encourage you in that. And so like lament and crying out and expressions yeah. of pain and anger in a Godward direction mm-hmm. are according to the psalmist are actually acts of faith and, and right. that you're, you're not complaining to others. You're, you're addressing the very one who actually cares the most and can do something about it. Mm. And so rather than me coming in and saying, here's what you should be doing, thinking rather than going, Hey, what are you already doing and thinking? How are you handling that? How can I encourage you that and validate that? That's exactly what you ought to be doing. That you are handling it well when you are crying out and telling God, I can't handle it. That is so good. How long, oh Lord? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, totally. There's a reason that's there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, oh, Sean is pulling out his saxophone over there. Um, it ooh. looks like it's time to cue the jazz music and wrap up another podcast. Thank you so much uh, to my wonderful guests, Mark Andrus and Vicki Deemer. Uh, thanks for joining me today thanks and sharing your wisdom. Yeah, it's for been sure. Fun. Well, until next time, this is Talking to Humans. <laughs>